What up, what up, what up? It's another episode of the Ryan Case No Chase with a Shirley Temp Twist podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the one, the only, Casey Kello. And with me, as always, is my two partners in crime. First, the super smart, super intelligent, controversial, Ryan Lee. Give it up. Boy, you get the best introductions, I swear. Yes. And rounding out the trifecta, one of my favorite people on this planet, the young, gifted, and black Tempest Williams, ladies and gentlemen. What up, what up, what up? Today is very special, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it. We're going to go ahead and put it out there uh, for so many reasons. We got one of the dopest people who ever walk this earth and breathe oxygen. <laughs> Educated. And most importantly, she is Mrs. Motherfucking Lee. Give it up for the beautiful goddess, queen, Chelsea motherfucking Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. What's going on? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, nigga, you need, to be clapping. you need to be clapping a little harder than that, Ryan. <laughs> so today, uh, everybody, we're going to be talking about money, finance, the love of money, uh, financial freedom. Um, it's fitting that we have the lovely uh, Chelsea Lee on the show with us because she is an expert. Uh, this is her calling in life is something that she's real good at. So, uh, I'm terrible at managing money, so uh, this show is just going to be a pretty much a learning experience for me. Uh, but number one, man, what would everybody say, starting with Tempest, what would be everybody's definition of, like, financial freedom? Like, what would, what was something that you or what would be your definition of financial freedom with, uh, without the actual Webster's Dictionary version of what it means? What is your definition of financial freedom? I would say being free to do what you want. Like money doesn't tie you to anything or stop you from doing anything you want to do. Mm. Okay. 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 What about you, Ryan? When I think about financial freedom, man, I just think about uh, having no debt, not owing nobody nothing and pretty much working for myself. Okay. 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 Um, Chelsea, what about you? I see financial as being able to do what you want, when you want, um, without having to be concerned um, or having to factor in um, a means of living like, hey, can I still maintain this lifestyle while traveling the world and doing whatever else it is that I'd like to do? Mm, That's a great answer. Uh, I don't know what financial freedom, guys, because I don't I've never experienced it. It's like I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> um, I would think financial freedom is uh basically uh coincides with everything you guys are saying. Basically, um, you know, just having the power that 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 finance is not something that you have to worry about on a daily basis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like money isn't something like you never have to worry about, damn, I'm fucked up and I don't got the money. You got the money for every situation that you in you know, to provide for you and your family and, and to pretty much take care of yourself. Okay. Now, interesting st- statistic that I just looked up. It says that in America, only 28% of 
of Americans are considered financially healthy. This uh, statistic comes from um, the www.marketwatch.com. Um, does that shit sound about right to y'all? 28% of all Americans are financially healthy? That shit sound right to everybody? Uh, Chelsea? Uh, I would say 28% is about right considering um, the racial gap and the gender gap um, that exists. 28% is about right. True, true, true. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What do you think? Think that sounds about right? Whatever. <laughs> I guess. What about you? What about you, Tim? That seems about right. I guess, yeah. That, that shit, that, that, that number seemed a little shocking to me, bro. I would think that there would be more people would be financially healthy and, um, in the really? world. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all the broke people in the world. Yeah, man, but financially healthy, I would think would just mean like, yo, can you pay your bills? Like, can you can you take, you know what I mean? Well, let's define what is that. What, what is financially, financially healthy? healthy? That should be the next shit that I look for. That I didn't. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Financially healthy. What does that mean? All right. What does it mean to you? So to you, it means being able to pay your bills and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be able to be able to take care of everything financially. Okay. Financial health is a term used to describe the states of one's personal financial situations. There are many def- dimensions to financial health, including the amount of savings you have, how much mm-hmm. are you setting away for retirement, how much of your income you are spending on fixed or non-discretionary expenses. So basically financial mean do you how much money do you have left over? How much are you saving? How much are you putting away um, for retirement? Um, I want to go to the expert, Chelsea. Like, how is there any, if, if anybody out there listening that's wondering, like, what's the best way if you really don't got a lot of bread, you really don't got a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the best way for people to at least start trying to get, you know, make their way to being financially healthy? Like, what's one of the first steps that you think that people should take to just try to get themselves in a better financial situation? Okay, so first things first, let's talk about financial wellness. Financial wellness can be defined as having an understanding of your financial situation and taking care of it in such a way that you are prepared to deal with financial changes. So um, pretty much what that means is you know what your financial state is and if an emergency happens or um, some type of I don't know, maybe a natural disaster happened. Are you prepared to evacuate your family? And do you have the money to live where you evacuate to? Um, that was great. So how do you achieve financial wellness? Well, the first step in that is financial planning. Um, what is financial planning? Um, that's creating a budget and following the budget. A lot of people hear budget and they're like, oh, no, I don't want to live on a budget. Uh, like, you know, like it's bad news. But actually, a budget is a good thing. Um it's a personal spend plan. And in that spend plan, pretty much what you're doing is you're listing out, Hey, what are my expenses? Okay. Where can I cut my expenses? So, um, when we got married, the first thing, one of the first things that I did was, um, I sat down, okay, what expenses do we have? Where can we cut expenses? Where can we merge expenses? Um, cause sometimes when you merge it's less like emerging your car insurance, you merge car insurance, um, He's a little older than me, so just um, a little bit. Now, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. Ryan, if you don't sit so, your ass down, go knit a blanket somewhere. 
do a puzzle. Shit. <laughs> so you know it's a little less there okay i usually i like to get my hair done every week at minimum every two weeks okay how can i cut that expense can i get something that Utah. will okay. <laughs> okay. can i get something that would cost a little less um or something that will last a little longer like maybe i can get some braids and instead of get my hair cut and curled uh, every week or every two weeks, I can get my hair done. I don't know, once a month or once every two to three months, or you know, get my touch-ups in between. Um, and after I determine how I can cut expenses, then I determine my actual expenses at that point. And so then I determine, okay, what is my residual income? What else do I have after I pay all of my bills? After I pay myself, because paying yourself is one of your bills. Actually, you should be paying yourself first. Mm. Um. So you pay yourself, you pay your bills. What you have left you should be mean, savings you, and investment. You say pay yourself though. What you mean by that? Pay yourself means you should have a set amount that you pay yourself, like that goes to a savings account, some type of investment account, um, money that you set aside for yourself. So, and I can break that down further for you. So, as far as saving, you should have. Um, some type of savings, some type of retirement savings, um, emergency savings, um, and just be able, you know, when I say pay yourself, be able to contribute to those things on a monthly basis. So like, say for instance, everybody has a vehicle for the most part. Um, if you went outside and had three flat tires, you should have the emergency funds to take care of your vehicle because that's how you get to and from your job. Mm. And uh, if 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 getting to the goddamn job is fucked up, then everything is compromised. So you got to put that high on the priority list, right? Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so we have to save. Savings is important. You have to have emergency savings. Emergency savings to me is like having a thousand dollars on hand um, that you can make a move with if need be. I think a thousand dollars is enough for emergency savings because then you have you know some type of savings you have retirement savings um and things of that nature mm, 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 mm. well temp well goddamn it chelsea let me tell you something um i'm enlightened you know what the hell you talking about uh you bring a certain sophistication to our shit i don't feel so ratchet today i feel good Oh, you're going to change. <laughs> you know what? Today, I'm a change, man. I'm about to go ahead and put my little money in the bank right now. <clears throat> yeah, because if my tie go flat today, I am fucked. <laughs> if my, my tie go flat right now, my kid's not going to eat. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so <laughs> right, right. You say I'm a star. Oh, I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what y'all gonna do. <laughs> I go to work every day, nigga. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Niggas ain't got no jobs. Yeah, man. So I, I think like what uh, the next question I want to ask everybody is um, like what do you think? I can speak for myself, but I want everybody to chime in. Like what? what do you think leads to like bad financial decisions like on a regular basis like why are people so bad with money like why is it so fucking hard to save why is it so hard like why do we spend money on so much dumb shit like you know what i'm saying like like what do you think the biggest problem like with people just basically being able to save like why do you think that is so hard uh tempest why do you what what do you believe is like 
the biggest hurdle as far as like saving money and being good with money with people? I would say probably a lot has to do with how you raise. Like a lot of people don't learn about money until they're going through it. That's so true. So I think it's just how you raise. Yeah. What about? And I would agree with that. I think that it starts at home. And so, okay. So growing up, uh, my parents always worked. Uh, My mother is a registered nurse. Uh, She works in hospital administration. She instilled a work ethic like no other in us. Um, my dad always worked. Um, my parents are educated. Uh, they provided everything that they could. But the thing is that parents can only give you what they know. I love my parents to death, but we didn't talk about financial wellness at home. We never talked about money. I always had this like subconscious like idea of what was going on in the home, but they never talked about finances. But once I left home, and got out on my own. And I'm like, hey, I'm making money. What do I do? I like became thirsty for knowledge um, about savings, investing. Um, you always hear people say um, it takes money to make money. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you, I kind of learned those things as I left home and um, became a young adult and lived out on my own. And sometimes it's unfortunate because we make those poor mistakes um, and they're hard to recover from sometimes, but um, sometimes you get connected with the right people and you get put in the right situations and you can get put on the right track. But I think it's important that we as parents, and I'm not a parent yet, but um, it's important that we talk about those things at home um, and that we teach our children financial wellness because uh, I honestly believe that our Caucasian counterparts, that's what they talk about at the dinner table. And that's the reason why why uh the wealth gap it persists that's why it's so we're not real, talking yeah. about those things we're talking to our kids about buying fancy cars and uh you know taking exotic trips Blowing not exactly mm-hmm. oh when i get tax money i'm buying furniture i'm doing this that and the third instead of hey we go invest this money to save on a down payment to buy a piece of property um which by the way we'll live in one unit and then we'll rent the other unit out and they gonna pay our mortgage Wow, bars. So, Ryan, what do you believe is the biggest thing plaguing people as far as saving money? Like, why is it so hard for people to save money? Uh, I I agree with what everybody else has said thus far. Also, like, you know, like like they were saying how it, it can depend on how you was raised, man. Like, some people had that mentality such as like, well, I can't take it with me, so they just mm. gonna blow it. Like, well, I'm just going to spend it. What well, I'm going to save it for. When I die, what's going to happen? But that's the wrong mentality to have, especially when you have children. We should be building generational wealth to pass down to our children. We shouldn't be leaving debt, leaving cars, uh, leaving our Gucci belts. I mean, what is that going to do? That's not going to pay for college. All the shit that has no value. Man, exactly. But I, I step on y'all toes and y'all was giving y'all thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So uh, appreciate that. <laughs> the the extra push there. Um, that along with uh, what Chelsea was saying earlier about you know, us not having those conversations, you know, like nobody in my family ever talked to me about credit. Mm. Like, hey, you need to have good credit. You want to build your credit. So I ain't know. So when I was a kid, I fucked mine up. True. That's and true. And you know what? 
that was actually probably one of the best lessons ever. That's how I learned about it. I fucked mine up. And I'm like, wait a minute. This credit is actually useful. I, if I can build it up and make it, you know, somewhere where it's at a good state, I can get almost anything I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I man. I got to be able to maintain the credit the way it's supposed to be. That's 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 true, bro. Like, and 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 coming from me, bro, I, I'm in solidarity with everybody else, man. Like, it's something that's not talked about. Like, I was always more of the mind state, like, uh, of like just nobody ever was like, "Yo, save this bread, do what you in credit." Because when we young and we coming up, at least where I was from, our shit was like. I'm trying to hurry up and get the fuck out of my mama's house so I can do what I want to yep. do. You see what I'm saying? Because yep. I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I know me and Ryan personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me and Ryan been friends for a long time. Ryan was very young. Me and Ryan were very young. We moved out of our parents' house. Like we were extremely young. Like we was maybe 19. Like when we moved out, like for good. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like I remember at that time, like not even nobody ever talking to you about credit. So that's sell you right there because immediately you just like oh shit I'm out here on my own and you got a bunch of shit in your name and and yep. then before you yeah man you go to buy, Best Buy or some shit trying to buy a TV and then you like uh yeah so um you ain't gonna be able to get that because your credit is fucked up you like what's credit what are you talking about nigga? you know what I'm saying yep. like because nobody ever talked to you about it but to touch on like what Chelsea was saying about certain things man I think that people Literally these days in our community, we pay to feel good. So self-esteem has a lot to do about it. Um, when I was living in Winsburg, Virginia, I used to do landscaping in this place uh called Forest Colony, right? And it's a very, very rich neighborhood, Ryan. You know about it. It's a yeah, very, very yeah. rich neighborhood, right? So it's like when you out there, as I was older, like at the time I'm in my mid-20s, and you would see people who were general pretty wealthy people walking around there, and I would always notice, like, bruh. They're not wearing J's. They're not wearing uh they're not wearing true religion jeans. They're not wearing Gucci. They're not they're not driving sports cars. They're driving Altimas. You know what I'm saying? They're driving minivans. And what the hell is wrong with an Altima? Nothing, bro. I'm just saying they're driving Altimas. That's a smart choice. Treat me so bad on this podcast. Somebody drives an Altima. But what (laughs) (laughs) what I was saying was you didn't have to share that, Ryan, and nobody knows what you were driving. But what I'm saying is, like, they weren't driving ultimate. I mean, they weren't driving, like, high-priced cars. They weren't wearing expensive clothes. There wasn't a bunch of jewelry around. But you look at their crib, their kids, everybody is financially extremely well-off. But then you turn around and go right up the street to Carver Garden. You go right up the street to Springfield Terrace. You go up the street to Newport News on Jefferson. All you see is jewelry. All you see is the nicest, fanciest clothes. And it's like y'all living in complete, like, damn near poverty, some people. You but feel this what I'm is saying? My question to that, Casey, is that a self-esteem thing or is that an ignorance thing? I think that is both, uh, Chelsea. I think that it's like a self-esteem thing. Number one is because we send our children to school and we equate our value to basically our our value as people to uh, materialistic things. So basically, if I go to school and I have on a pair of Spaldings and Ryan goes to school and Ryan has on a pair of Jordans, He's better than me. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Even though it, it makes no sense to spend that much money for shoes. But basically, that is to show them like, hey, I'm better than y'all. So it it's a it's a feeling. It's and they're also ignorant to know, like, bro, you know, seeing stuff from retail, like those Jordans and those Spaldings cost around the same thing to make. 
but we don't know that. It's just like, okay, I have these clothes on, so I'm better than I'm better than this guy because he he can't afford these things. You know what but, I'm saying? And I think you think that if we start to discuss these issues at home, like, hey, uh, it costs just as much to make this pair of Jordans as it costs to make these Spaldings, whatever the case is. Don't you think if we talk about those things at home, that um, that would change the the tone? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. School. I do. So that's what. So that I, I do. I do, Chelsea. I think that that's the that's the uh, ignorant part and the self esteem part because the ignorant part is like ignoring the information. Casey, so basically, go ahead, bro. Let me ask you something. Do you go really ahead. think that would help? Because, like, let me ask you this. So I think that it school, would help the ignorant yeah. parts, but not the self esteem part. But go ahead. I was getting to that. But go ahead. Oh, because I was gonna say, let's say you in school and you getting roasted for your spallings. I'd like to see you bring up that argument in the middle of that roast session where they cost the same amount to make. <laughs> That's true. Well, Nigga, what? Buying you Jordans <laughs> and my mama buy me Spaldings, but we got $500,000 in real estate. And if something happens That's to my true. mama, I can live the rest of my life without working because I got a financial plan that's going to save me, but you're going to be working forever trying to buy Jordans. Yeah, that's true. But but uh, but Chelsea, what he's saying is that why you in school, them kids ain't think about all that. Right. Nigga, that's what's all these big words, nigga? Like, <laughs> shit, nigga, get some new shirts, nigga. What the fuck? Nigga, you, you bummy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you, yeah. you know, you're thinking about for those couple hours in school and then you go home on the bus. Your mom is like, we're so financial stable, though. We're financially stable as fuck, though, son. And I ain't think about that. These niggas is joking my shoes. The girls is laughing <laughs> All at me. Day. I think that matters the way you grow up. Like, a lot of I, some places, it doesn't matter. Like, I agree. Like, when we lived in Florida, like, it didn't matter. Like, the kids were like, half the kids were slides to school now anyway. So, like, a lot of those things, I think, have changed. You think they're changing? Because dressed the exact same. Well I, well, I, well, I, well, I definitely hope they are. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that my mama bust her ass, bro, to send me with the best that she could. You feel what I'm saying? And, nigga, I just had to learn how to fight because my clothes was never all that, bro. Like, I, I was bummy, bro. I ain't had no clothes like that. I ain't had no sneakers like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I was just willing to. Get caught up, more caught up than the kids do. To be I, I I I think so too, but because what would they know about that if not for the parents? That's a great point, you know. But I think that hopefully, hopefully, just like you said, Tempest, we all gonna, we all eventually are gonna change that mind state. But I think as a community, though, man, like we need to stop stop putting so much value in things like that that have no value, basically. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's something like uh, Chelsea alluded to that um our counterparts in this in the United States have kind of figured out already. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, I didn't see when we was going to school, I didn't see uh, different cultures making fun of each other because of how much their shoes cost, or how much their clothes cost, or, you know, and they were living in the biggest houses. We was in the hood fighting over or, or talking about stupid shit. Like, do you realize like that people literally kill you over sneakers these days? Like you will die over some J's. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much, that means to you that you don't value yourself enough to know that, bro, it's a pair of shoes, bro. It's, it's leather and, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to shoes, Tempest. No disrespect to shoes. Because I don't know if Tempest would kill you over shoes, but she might fight you. Over <laughs> but you got to understand, too, they hold value. Like, they do. They do. They do. I agree. They, they like, uh, Tempest broke that down to me a while ago. Like, like when you collect them, like on some comic book type shit, like they, they do grow in value. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Especially if you well, never like, want. What you gonna do when RJ get like a grown person foot? He'll probably just be wearing Spalding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I think that. But I think that we got to change like the way that how much we value things. If you want to go and you want to look nice, that's perfectly fine. But just don't let that affect. Uh, how you feel about yourself because it really doesn't matter and like focus on the things that really matter just like you know Chelsea you know was talking about you know what I'm saying like focus on like you know saving money and shit so I would say like we spend money on a lot of bullshit y'all like mm -hmm. like if you really think about it on a daily basis man like people spend money on like the dumbest shit ever bro like um in our in our in our community, bro, like we we spend money on dumb ass shit. Like why we make a lot of bad decisions financially, like on a regular basis. Like how can you convince somebody to pay five dollars or three dollars or whatever for a burger from McDonald's when you can pay that same three dollars and just cook? I think that they always hustling. Everybody's trying to take each other's money. Well, I think people do some things out of convenience, but really money is a mindset. You have to change your mindset about money because it's not just like, oh, it's just this paper money. Um, you have to change your mindset and make decisions, conscious decisions uh, to, to change your situation. Like when I first met Ryan, he was in a very interesting financial situation. Um, <laughs> That's a very nice way to put it. <laughs> what? Oh. Like, that motherfucker was broke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He had nothing Here's going. Thing. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> she said an extremely, an extremely interesting. We we had to to make some conscious decisions to get on the right track. So one of the things that we did when I sat down to do a budget, um, and, and this is really, I mean, I said earlier that the budget thing happened post marriage, but that was a really a pre marriage thing because. Um, I, I'm sure you know, Casey, but uh, your financial situation could be the end of your marriage. So, um, you know, you it's something talk that's about important. It. It's something you need to talk about. Some people don't want to talk about it, but you need to talk about it. So one of the things that we noticed is that we would go grocery shopping, but then every day we would spend money out going to lunch, going here, going there, cut the expense. I go grocery shopping. We will pack lunches. So every night I will pack his lunch. Okay. We packing lunches. Um, and I will do the same for myself so we cut a huge expense um 200 300 on lunch if you spend 20 dollars, 25 dollars every day oh i'm taking my homie i pay for their lunch too um oh let me just run and get this run and get that that stuff adds up when i already spent 200 or 300 on groceries mm -hmm. so that was one way that we saved another way that we saved was i talked about um, how often I was getting my hair done, how often I was getting my nails done. So I spent a lot of money on maintenance every month. So I cut the expense by, okay, instead of getting my nails done every two weeks, I get them done every three weeks. Um, instead of getting a pedicure every two weeks, I get a pedicure once a quarter, but I'll go because it's cheaper. I'll still get my, the polish on my toes changed. Um, Instead of going to lunch every day, hey, we're going to pack lunches. Um, so if that means we pack leftovers, we pack leftovers. If we pack sandwiches, we pack sandwiches. But I buy plenty of groceries. And when I'm shopping, I put those things on the list that I know 
I want to pack like or that he would want to take like he likes yogurts and whatever so okay you like yogurt at the grocery store it might cost me uh I don't know 50 cent or you can buy 10 for 10 or something like that but if you go to Costco you spend less by buying more at once Mm. um and then another thing is that financial wellness is not just about you know budgeting and saving saving is just like the cusp of it um you have to y'all talked about earlier taking care of your credit parents don't talk to you about credit at home but see a good thing to do um like right now casey you have a 17 year old right yes ma'am so if you have good credit or you have a, a credit card that's in good standing add him as an authorized user so that way when he leaves the nest you already built him some credit. When right. I left home, <laughs> I didn't have any credit. I it was like zero 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 non-existent. <laughs> um, but Me too. Yeah. a good way to build credit so that you don't get into that predatory lending because they don't because you don't have a history is by adding you know that young adult that teenager to your credit card. But you got to remember it's going to impact them too. So you have to keep it in good standing. Um, your Bible tells you to be the the lender, not the borrower. So we have to pay down our debts. Um, try to eliminate it. Um, keep it as minimal as possible. You don't want to have a bunch of debt where you paying mm-hmm. all this money because everything that you're paying, you're paying interest on. Anytime you're paying interest, that's just more and more money you're giving somebody else and the longer you pay it. Mm-hmm. So like, say, for instance, if you have a car note, they expecting you to be paying for, what, four to six years. You bust their heads. You double up on the payment you cut the amount of interest that you're going to pay them over time because you're going to pay it sooner. Mm. Um, so, okay. So I talked about saving. I talked about budgeting. I talked about um, keeping your credit in good standing. Um, if you want to build credit for your young adult, adding them as a authorized user to your credit card, um, keeping your debts low or minimal. If you have credit cards, uh, your total utilization. So if you have, I don't know, three credit cards, the total utilization for those three should be no more than 30% because at 30 at more than 30% um, lenders start to see you as dependent and you don't want to be dependent. You don't want them to see you that way because then you're a risky person to lend to. Right. Right. Um, another thing, and this is kind of like really my thing and I'm huge on this because people think, Oh, I can just save, 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 but saving ain't gonna make you rich. <laughs> you're not no. compounding enough interest on your savings um to even really make enough money but my huge thing and this is something um that ryan is kind of in the process of learning but i do most of our investing um but investing investing is huge it's important mm. and that's probably the only way that we'll ever be able to bridge the wealth gap uh yeah nigga yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a question, right? So for Shoot. people investing, like, where do you start at? If you have no knowledge, no nothing, where do you start? So they have some really great classes out online, but I'm actually working on a class right now that I'm getting ready to put out. And pretty much it's a beginner's investing class. Um, and it just pretty much it just breaks down the the language or the lingo, a couple of terms that you need to know, where do you get started? Okay, well, first things first, um, I would look for a brokerage. Well, what's a brokerage or where can I find a brokerage? How do I pick a brokerage? It breaks down those type of things. Um, I remember when I first started investing, I was scared. I was like, oh man, I had been researching, investing, like 
investing a lot of time and reading and research and learning the lingo and and I didn't learn about investing at home and I just I dropped a couple hundred dollars into my first brokerage account and I just started and um it was it's kind of bittersweet when I talk about it because um I bought my first shares of some stock I dropped a couple hundred dollars in one particular share that I bought at about $19 and it hit a 52 week high of $101 per share and it's bittersweet because I felt like okay I did a good job I learned a lot and I made it it, like you know I I did good on that particular investment but I regretted it because had I known what I know now, I would have dropped a couple thousand. Right. <laughs> like if so we, I feel like I let bread on If we had a goddamn time machine, some of the right. shit that we so would take. It's all like a gamble, right? Yeah, I mean, and you have to determine what your risk is when you're investing. I'm very conservative, um, but then I have different um, modes of investing. So I have a very, very diverse portfolio. Um, we have inv- investments in very strategic yet diverse places some places ryan don't he doesn't even know about (laughs) secrets the secrets that go on around (laughs) it's money going to places i don't even know about but then when you balling you can say thank god baby that you put the money (laughs) in these places that we ain't know about so hey guys uh uh chelsea thank you for that we appreciate that man you smart as a motherfucker man i jesus um I needed to get out of notepad. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to, and y'all out there listening, man. Come on, man. Take time to piece some game. This girl is giving y'all jewels. Okay. Um, let me ask the next question to everybody, man. Do y'all feel like that you can buy happiness? Like, do you think that any amount of money can really truly make you happy? We'll start with you, Chelsea. No, money can't buy happiness. Um, uh I'm this is my thing. I'm a Christian. My joy comes from the Lord. Amen. Uh, Amen. Money money will come and go, especially if you're not smart with it. But the joy of the Lord is always uh upon me, I feel like anyway. And I don't feel like I think that money can change situations. And I say that because um historically we've been put in positions where we are at a disadvantage. Mm. And those disadvantages kind of, they really kind of feed into other issues and cause other problems long-term. Like I talked about money and marriage. Sometimes in marriage, uh, I mean, if your finances aren't right, it's all hell you crying, arguing, screaming, hollering, and there's no joy. It's no peace. It's no happiness in that. Mm -hmm. But something about the peace of having your stuff together and knowing, okay, well, Hey, if I got laid off tomorrow, we can live for six or seven months. We good. <laughs> right. Something about that. It's a good, you know? yeah. So it can't it can't buy happiness, but it damn sure could help. You feel better. You know, <laughs> it helps the anxiety. Okay, Ryan, we kick it over to Mr. Lee. So can money buy you happiness, bro? It's it's a down payment though. <laughs> it might not it might not buy it. It's a down payment. It's gonna help a little bit. Right. But I think, man, you know, uh uh Diddy and them said it best, man. More money, more problems. It's just going to create more problems for you. I mean, it's cool to have. It's nice to have. But overall, I think it's just going to cause more stress and more problems in your life. Right. What about you, Tim? What you think? Can you buy happiness? Can money buy happiness? 
No, I think happiness is something that comes within. You got to find what makes you happy. And it's never going to be money or like a person or nothing like that because it has to come within. From within. Exactly. And you know what else, Casey? Like, the other issue with money is I don't think there's ever like a finish line. Like, when are you ever content and happy? This is true. Because you're always going to want more. This is true. Does anybody like? Does anybody take time these days to ever sit back and just kind of smell the flowers and just say, "Okay, well, that's enough." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I got I think enough. So, I think when you put yourself in the position where you have residual income coming in, you know that hey, even if uh, I don't go to work today, I'm still making money. When you uh, start to build those multiple streams of income when you start to invest in various things. Um, when you set yourself up for success financially and you're not worried or stressed, um, if the roof blow off, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to replace the roof. Ah. When, you, when you're not worried about that type of stuff, I think you can sit back and smell the roses. I think you can travel the world and do the things that you really desire you to really do. want to do. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I think that, man, I don't think money could buy any... Uh, I agree with uh, Tempest mostly. Um, that like, And, and I, I think that money cannot buy you happiness at all because you can have a bunch of money, but if you don't fix the shit that's within you, um, whether you go uh, Chelsea's route like of, uh, you know, getting close to your guy, you feel what I'm saying? I I really feel like that you can have all the money in the world, but it's not going to fill that hole, that, that emptiness that's inside of you. You got to do that on your own or with, with God. You feel what I'm saying? I, right, so right. I don't really, I don't really believe that money ever can buy you happiness. Now it could, it could alleviate some of the anxiety because ain't nothing in this world more stressful than needing it and not having it. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And then, you know, you know, Ryan, uh, you know how it is, man. Like when you a man, you know, and you're, you're probably ain't nothing worse than, you know, looking at your spouse or looking at your children or somebody and wanting to help or wanting to contribute and can't, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's what, what, what a pride comes in. is like, you want to be able to be able to do these things, but I don't think money uh, has anything to do with your happiness. Uh, I think that that's something that you kind of, I agree with Tempest that you just kind of got to come from uh, within. Right. Absolutely. Right. So uh, is there anything out there, guys, that y'all think is just like over time that you think you guys made a dumbass purchase or you guys ever think of like, damn, man, that shit was stupid, like in your life, like Tempest, anything? Damn, why you go straight to her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cars. I think cars. You bought some stupid was, cars back in the day? Well, I was getting like, I was getting like cars like every two years and damn, like for no reason. <laughs> Blown money fast, BMF. What about you, Chelsea? You ever made a stupid ass purchase back in the day? Um, hmm. <laughs> sounds like a no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she's thinking real hard about this one. That sounds like a no. I don't know. I feel like I'm sure I've made some poor decisions at some point because really that's how I learned, but I can't think of anything in particular. Um, that I've done really, I don't know. I think one of the stupidest things I've ever done is one time somebody hit me up and asked to borrow $1,500 and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm going to give it back in February. 
Mm. You still salty about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago. Look, January rolled around. February rolled around. I ain't here from March, April, and May. I said, "Well, let me text them and see what's up." I text them. I'm like, "All right, okay." I ain't hear no response. So I talked to my family. I said, "Hey, have y'all talked to uh, such and such?" They're like, "Yeah, we just saw da 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 da." I said, "Hey, uh, ask them did you get my text?" That fool said he responded. And I ain't heard nothing about that fifteen hundred dollars since. Uh, whoever you are, nigga, we looking for you. We want that money. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The, the, that's the one of the worst things, man, to going through it, man. Speaking of financial shit, is letting the motherfucker borrow money and then once you want it back, they try to act like it was so insignificant. Like I don't give a fuck if right. it's five dollars, nigga. Can I get five dollars, <laughs> man? Here you go, brother. Hey, man, can I get that five? Man, take your little funk ass five dollars yeah. back, man. Right. They gonna you throw it in your face and shit. It's your bitch ass nigga. You gonna come with this bitch asking me about five dollars, nigga? Was it a funk ass five dollars when you was begging for it a week right. ago? Like, nigga, you gonna sweat me over five dollars? <laughs> five funk ass. God damn! Money. Let me give you your five dollars. Principle. It's just the principle. Dang. If you say, um, "Can I borrow?" That means you're. Anticipating hey, giving it back. True to that. Me. If you but, say but Chelsea, 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 I want to make one thing straight. Me and Ryan talk about five dollars, nigga. You talking about a thousand five hundred dollars, nigga? That's shoot you in the head price. Where we from, nigga? I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put some money on your head, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be at your door the day you say it's gonna be ready. Like if you say I give it back to you on the first, I will be there on the first, nigga. And a fight Where's go with it, bro. Ready to throw hands with all the shit. Ready. If you ain't got it, we got a problem. Yeah, because now you're trying to carry me. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, I remember, guys, it's funny. This is the, one of the worst financial decisions I can remember making one time. I had just moved to Maryland, right? And uh, Ryan, remember, uh, on our side of the water over in Newport News, Winsburg or whatever, we had these ragged-ass little strip clubs. They're getting better. We had little <laughs> ragged-ass strip clubs, right? So, like, if you went out that bitch, you can go to strip club, eat chicken wings if you want to. Like, you ain't had to get nobody nothing. You're going to strip club with $40 and have a good night. Just drink with your boys and <laughs> not spend no money, right? So I came out here to Maryland thinking it was going to have that same mind state. And one day I went to a place and uh, ended up dropping like 300 on one girl, right? Ooh, she had her a good night. Boy, because out, out here they more aggressive. Like, they touch you and talk to you and say nice things and stroke your ego and shit. So this bitch got me for $300. As I'm walking mm. out the door, I slowly starting to realize, like, damn, I paid for nothing. Like, really? <laughs> you really like did. This, like, on the way out the now door. she over there talking to another guy. Look, I, went, look I left out the door, and she gave me a hug. was like, thank you. And, like, just walked off and went on with her night. And then you got to call your motherfucking girl, my wife, but my girlfriend at the time. And then, like, she just like, nigga, so now we can't pay the light bill. I remember one time, I, and then I called, told my homeboy about it. He was like, Casey, hey, when you think about it, yo. You legit paid for like a bill and bought her baby some diapers. Like, think about all the money that you spent and gave to her just for her putting her ass on her, your face. So I still think about that. It give me nightmares sometimes. If I ever see in the street, I'm gonna spit in her face because it was five. You know what's crazy about that, bro? You just gave a bitch three hundred dollars and you don't even know her name. I don't even. I've never seen her again. She don't even know your name, and you gave her three hundred. She don't. Oh, she do want to see Casey again. Yeah. Not outside the club. True. Yeah, she don't want to. Because if I do see club. you, bitch sprinkles or whatever your name is, I'm gonna kick you square <laughs> in your neck. Cinnamon. 
probably retired now. <laughs> she probably retired off that three hundred dollars. I'm three hundred away. <laughs> That's all she needed from my domain. Ryan, what was the worst, like one of the most financial crazy decisions you made? I only got time for one. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Man, how much time y'all got? I mean, look, I was 17 years old, 18, when I moved out. That was one dumb choice. I moved out on my own. Rent was 650 It wasn't like I was making a whole lot. I wasn't balling. And I bought a car. I had a new car at the time. So I'm paying rent, uh, paying a car note, all at 18 years old. Uh, and then even still, like at during that time, man, I would just do dumb stuff. You know, like me and my homeboy would just wake up in the morning, like, yo, I think some new Jays came out. <laughs> All right, let's go get them. <laughs> and I would just go, like, I was very random. I was just spurred a moment, yo. So I would go get some shoes. Or somebody would come up to me, yo, you trying to get a tattoo? Sure. <laughs> Don't put no thought, no effort into it. Fuck it, let's go. Yo, you want to go get some tin on the windows? Yeah, let's go. You want to go get exhaust on the car? All right, come on. Wow. Just randomly, yo. Okay, so you made a lot of dumb decisions. But <laughs> um, <laughs> while on topic, uh, what do you think the urgency is for uh, young adults, especially I feel like more so young black adults, to move out of their parents' house? You hit 18, you in a hurry. To yeah, move out. man. But some of our counterparts, they stay at home, Today, they go to yes. college, they finish school, they saving money. Chelsea, um, Chelsea, I've seen this firsthand, my G. Like, I remember we used to, and we used to talk shit to them guys, like, I'm 21, you know what I'm saying, I got my own crib, I got my own car, nigga, you live with your parents, right? And it's like, y'all live with my dad, and the whole time, you paying rent, you paying bills, they don't pay no bills. We would talk shit to them. Like, nigga, what you bitching about, nigga? You don't even got to pay no motherfucking bills, nigga. What do you mean? Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then fast forward 10 years later, I'm still paying the same rent. He owned the house. You know why? Yeah. Because he didn't have to pay that rent. So that money, he's making the same amount of money as me, which was good money. He's making that money, but that money's not going to bills. That money's going to his credit card because he wants to pay on his computer or he wants to pay on something. So he's establishing credit. He's also saving money, and his parents give him that time to just sit back and save his money so when he goes out there, he has the knowledge and he has uh, the financial backing and he has the the uh, convenience to save the money. I think in our culture, we want to live, we want to leave the crib so fast because we just want to get that independence. We want to get away. We want to feel like we've grown. We're in a rush to grow up, you know what I'm saying, and in a rush to do what we want to do, and again, it goes back to the self-esteem. I have my own crib. I'm better than you. I don't live with my mama. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the question I ask again, is that self-esteem or is that ignorance? What's wrong with and, staying home? And, 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 maybe helping right. your parents pay one bill. Absolutely. Saving the rest. But Chelsea, the, the, the answer is the same too. It's both. It can be self-esteem and ignorance, not one or the other. It's self-esteem by basically you feel, you don't feel a, a lot of self-confidence in yourself so you go out and purchase things to make you feel good and it's all no ignorance the fact that you don't know any better like you really believe this shit because nobody's teaching you and you might see it on tv but the definition of ignorance is ignoring the information so when you're ignoring the information and on top of that you feel like shit is just a diabolical you know mix you know what I'm saying? Because I believe that most of the problems in our community are based in self-esteem. Like, we don't love ourselves, you know? Like, we make bad decisions because 
and we will spend the money on dumb shit. We we, we want to feel good. We want to spend money on shoes, clothes, cars, apartments, TVs, because it makes us feel good. Because without those things, we don't feel that we're valued. That's what I feel like is that in, in our community is one of the number one problem. Um, a person of a different uh, a different race in this country is could be just as poor as you, but feel more value because at the end of the day, he still is like, hey, I'm still not that. I'm still not black. You feel what I'm saying? And and the country well, supports no, that. The I country understand. supports that. The country supports that mind state. Certain people. I understand what you're saying, but right. I think that, well, I know ignorance is a lack of knowledge. It's a lot of people that are in a condition because they don't know any better. Exactly. You, you do better when you know better. And some people just don't know. But that's why it's our job to set ourselves up and our children up for a better way for a better future really yeah. so uh, but it's but it's you, ignorant have you set yourself up so that your kids can stay at home go to school and save up so when they break out boom your first investment okay is a real estate investment you purchase the house let's talk about house hacking you purchase the house okay uh is it a single family home can you rent the basement out uh can you rent a room out um do you have a, a guest house that you can turn into an airbnb property yeah, absolutely. But I, but but again, I feel like that it's you're right. Ignorance, you know, not having the information, you're ignorant to the fact and also um, the self-esteem, because what I have in my home doesn't mean anything if I don't love myself, if I don't lo- if I don't look in the mirror and like what I see. I don't think it's a self-esteem thing, though. I think a lot of times because black parents don't promote you to stay home. It's not like they like telling you, hey, you can stay here. It's like if you have to, then yes. No, but but like, what I'm saying, it's not like it's not. So it's like you kind of feel forced to leave because it's nobody telling you like, yeah, hey, you can stay here as long as you want to. Stay here as long as you need. Do whatever you need to do. Go to school. You know what I'm saying? That's nobody, true. you have that. So what do you, you know what I'm saying? What do you do? Make it. It's like an inconvenience. Like when you turn 18, like okay, uh, you need to get your shit together. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like, right. Absolutely. It can, it can be. It can be everybody. Nobody has to be wrong. But what I'm saying is that in my experience and what I've seen and what I've been through, usually you want to get out your mama house because when you got other people, like when you got a girl and you trying to take her to your mama house, is nigga you still live with your mama? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you whack. You know what I'm saying? This nigga still stay okay, with his mama. Wait. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You, I don't I don't think anybody's wrong. What I'm saying is that self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. So a person with a decent self-esteem and a decent self-confidence in themselves and knowledge in themselves knows that what you know, this is stupid. Like what 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 am I talking about? Because how could anybody logically make that argument? I think that in our community, we want to feel good about ourselves. So I think that we have to start uplifting each other instead of putting each other down because in this country, it's easy to have a low self-esteem when you are treated as a second-class citizen. So you don't love yourself. That's why a lot of the things, that's why if you look statistically, uh, African-Americans spend the most money on shit period. And we're only like, we're not even 20% of the population and we spend the most money on like TVs, cars, shoes, clothes, that's why we that's why we control the culture. Go ahead. Jill. It's not just self-esteem, Casey. It's a change in mindset. Right. It's a shift in your mindset and teaching our children different. 
Yeah. We have to have a shift in our own mind. See, we like to blame other people and talk about what well, this person did this, this person did that. Mm-hmm. While yes, people have done things and we have been at a strategic disadvantage. Um, however, we have to do what we have to do in our own communities and starting in our own homes to change the situation, to, to change our economic position right Uh, it starts at home teaching your children having those conversations about financial wellness talking about hey don't just save you need to invest don't just go out and get a job create a job build a business start multiple streams of income absolutely i have a passion for young women these young women nowadays they have many skills they can do hair they're making t-shirts they're making bows uh they're making shoes uh various products okay that's a good mindset, young lady. How do I contribute to that? How do I feed to that to make you better, um, to make you a business owner? Uh, one reason why we're at a disadvantage is because we don't have uh, the same tax advantages that people who own businesses have. Why not? Because we just want to go off and leave home at 18, no education. What do you have to do? You have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of, like I sent you that video. Mm-hmm. Agree. And 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 we also... You know, when you at that age and you, you know, maybe be staying at home or your parents are certain uh, financially stable and you staying at home, you basically can avoid certain pitfalls uh, with credit that certain kids that don't have those advantages are like when you leave the crib and your mama not even in the best or your daddy not even the best financial situation. Like you live, you leave the crib and when it's time to get evicted, you just get fucking evicted. And that's on your credit. You can't pay the bill. It get turned off. That's just on your credit. You get the car repo. They're just on your credit. When, when the guy that has parents that's financially stable, or he's at home, he has not only does he have more money, or but he can avert, avoid certain pitfalls that cause uh, almost just really catastrophic damage to your credit. You can avoid those things if you stay home. Or I agree, but I still think uh, Chelsea. I believe that all things. I think that we all right. We all in solidarity. But I believe that we do have to teach. We do have to, you know, start going forward and, and, and sharing the information. But right now it's all about, uh, it's all about uplifting each other and shit like that. But we got to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's not about whining. It's about uh, just like you said, solving the problem. But at the same time, we can still acknowledge those problems and the problem. And one of the problems I feel is self-esteem of our community, bro. Like we don't, because if you really look at it, like, there's always something that we're saying that makes you feel like that you're better than somebody else. If you really pay attention, like, um, for instance, we're all the same. Nobody's better than anybody. Nobody's worse. God has made us all equal. Right. So why do you constantly look on social media and see, I'm not arguing with nobody with a credit score. It's not this, or I'm not arguing with a bitch that has four baby daddies or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to sit my, sit up and waste my time with this nigga that, you know, with this nigga that don't even got a car. You feel what I'm saying? Okay, like we constantly so, do that. Like, yo, you running your mouth to me, nigga, and your goddamn, you, you got on the pay of goddamn Air Force One, nigga that turned over at the time. Like this is constant, this constant, this is constant things that we do to make up the to, yellow soul. Exactly. To kind of put ourselves over each other and that's something that i feel that we should stop doing because if we don't put value in that shit we just put value in us as actual human beings that's part of us moving forward and actually 
you know, stopping this trend that we got going on. Go ahead, Chelsea. Well, see, the thing is that that's a mindset, Casey. True. It's a mindset. True. Where does that start? It starts at home. Absolutely. We have to start in our own homes yeah. and then reach out to our communities. It starts at home with, with your children. True. It starts in your community. That whole going back and forth with people. I don't go back and forth with people. I know my worth. It's no need for me to go back and forth with anyone. I know what the real deal is here. Okay. True. But the okay. but the but the but uh, the word but the worst isn't any more or any less than anybody else's. Well your worth is the same on, as everybody what, else. It depends on what type of worth you're talking about. Are we talking worth about in general? Our net worth? <laughs> net worth means nothing. You know what I mean? We're not it, we're not better. It depends. You see, you see, you what see. What context are you using a word? I'm, ju- I'm saying saying what, generally, what role generally, is your net worth? Generally, worth. Like for you to use the word worth. I know my worth. Your worth you can know your worth, and it's very high, but your worth is no more or no less than anybody else's. In general. Like, yeah, you I, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think I think that I mean it all goes back to a mindset. Absolutely. I agree with it that. It goes back to the things that you're taught. Right, but I think that these are things home. like I'm talking about now, and I think that you're talking about what we need to do to fix these things. And I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I just feel that one thing is something that we need to focus on. You just think another thing is a thing we need to focus on. But if you pay attention, there's so many things that we use in our community to differentiate ourselves from each other. And it's it's almost an obsession to kind of be like, okay, well, I have this, so this means that I'm better than you. Like, do you guys see that or am I, am I alone in this? I don't, I don't, I don't mind, but do you guys ever see this? Like, do you guys ever see, okay, um, nigga, look at your car. Your, your car is dirty. You don't, your job doesn't pay as much as mine. Um, you can't afford the things that I can afford. So therefore you are not on the level as me. And I think that that's a problem. I think that we need to just see value in human beings as human beings and know that we're not any better or worse. Because I think that's at the crux of financial shit and why people make a lot of uh, financial decisions. Because us as a people, usually we want to feel good real bad. Like we will go to a lo- a, a, a very, uh, we will go to extreme situations. We would do it to feel good, just to make ourselves feel bad. You feel what I'm saying? That's why we spend so much money on bullshit. You get what I'm saying? I, I I understand what you're gotcha. saying. I, I get what you're saying, but I think we kind of stray from our original topic, which was financial wellness. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that your financial wellness and your net worth, I think that does attribute to how you feel about yourself or um, that does contribute to decisions that you make um, long term. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think that the, the bottom line in this all is that to change our trajectory, we have to start at home. We have to start with our own. We have to change and have a shift in our own mindset. We can't. We can't be um, going around still doing the shit that we saying is a problem. Yeah, I think you know we need to start uh, early on. We talked a lot about savings. You need to be. You need to start investing. Mm-hmm. Hey, how do I invest? There's right after know, we get all the right after we get on the phone. I'm investing in do rags. Hey, I mean, you. We laugh about that, but actually, it's a young gentleman out in Atlanta, Georgia, who just came out with a line of do rags that won't leave that line. Those one or two lines that get the fuck out of here. I swear, I have to send you the link after. Send me the link because I'm investing in do it because they're making a comeback around and niggas is leaving the cape out still. Niggas is back to leaving the cape out. Yeah, I I just I I do that. I just don't leave the house. (laughs) These I walk around the house. (laughs) These niggas are leaving the house, right? (laughs) Yeah, they tripping. I'm investing in the do-rag. 
Because Chelsea, boy, did you just give us some game, girl. Well, you know, a little something. A little something, something. I got some more jewels to drop on you know wealth what? building. I got but a question. We out of time. We out of time. I got a question. What's up, sir? If you have been broke or poor before, does being broke scare you? No. Hell no. Should scare me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro. Listen, 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 listen. I know. And, and, and Ron, that's a great question, dog. I appreciate it. But um, when you've been like, you know, they say the they say the question is like, I don't know how many of y'all can relate, but I'm a fi- I, I was a fighter in a previous life. <laughs> bro, once you, bro, once you, bro, everybody, everybody, everybody has this fear of getting their ass whooped. Everybody has this fear of getting knocked the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm. Once you, there's a rumor, or there's a saying or a theory that once you get knocked out, or once you, once you've been to the bottom, you're almost invincible because you've been to the bottom, you find you good, and you know there's nothing anybody can do so the the worst that can happen to me in this situation is i can get knocked out okay nigga i've been knocked out before what's happening you know what i'm saying it's not a problem you know what i'm saying so i've been broke before nigga and i'm fine mm-hmm. i don't I, I mean believe it or not i don't mean to see a whole other down i don't want to dismiss anything anybody said but shit don't have that much value to me bro they just things like now certain things in comfort i'm not gonna lie i do like watching tv and i like having a cell phone and a, I like being able to drive places. I don't like having lights look, on in the house. Look, I I like lights. Um, I like heat. I like being able to drive my car to work. I like, right. some, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But I've I've caught I've caught the bus before. You know what I mean. I've caught cabs. I've caught Ubers. You know what I'm saying. I've walked. I've rode mm-hmm. bikes. Bro, I'm fine. There's nothing in this world. I almost feel invincible. It's not. A, it's not a fear of mine because I don't. Do, I don't. I don't. Money doesn't validate me, bro. Right. I'm not right. who I'm not who I am because of. But don't you my feel a whole situation. hell of a lot better when you can make sure all your bills are paid? Absolutely. You can make sure that hey, if something happened to me tomorrow, my kids mm-hmm. gonna be straight because uh, I set it up where you know it's a wealth of investments that they're gonna invest or or inherit. Right. Absolutely, Chelsea. It it does feel better. Uh, that goes along with the list of, of the things that I said. Like, yeah, it, feel, it feels good to be like, yeah, you know, my babies is good. You know, they fed. They happy. Mm-hmm. My wife is good. You know, that feels good. But I don't fear being broke. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. Like, I've ate peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? Okay. I've, I've, I've ate nothing. <laughs> I've I'm ate. not going back to being broke. Like, that, that See, is I don't fear because, because, because money doesn't. Money, money, believe it or not, guys, money does not equate to Casey Kello's value no, not, in himself or, or his money or, or, not, or his or his or his uh it doesn't validate me at all bro. like I, no, it, it's not that though but it, to have that feeling that my family's taken care of and we're not questioning where our next meal is coming from that like I that you know what I'm saying I don't want to want my family to ever feel like we don't you know what I'm saying they, we don't know where the meal's coming from the lights is turned off mm-hmm. the water's turned off the next week like, but I you, know but you, like. but so you, I don't want my kid to feel that. But are you scared of that? Is the question. Yeah, that was the question. Yeah, like, I, that's why I like the, the things we do and the, you know, precautions take, like, take extra precautions. Like, I was selling my house, so I didn't have a renter in my house. So I cut off everything that was extra 
at the time to make sure that if something happened to the house or something like that, uh, you know what I'm saying? We could cover all of that and it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't break us down. So yeah, it does scare me. And like, we'll do like knee jerk reactions. Like, all right, cut this. Like we're going to cancel that. We ain't doing that no more. Yeah. I have, I have no fear about any of that, man. Maybe I'm weird. I just, I never, uh-huh. I, ne- I never been, I never been the type of nigga that sweated that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I've been happy. I've been happier po- when I was poor. I was happier when I was poor. When I had less, I was happy. Because my mm-hmm. happiness doesn't come from any of this shit that's around me, bro. Like, ask anybody who know me from um, my wife, my mother. I never needed a lot to be happy, ever. And you bro, know what I could, about I could, it, bro? When you, when you ain't got no money, you real happy and carefree. Them fucking loan people calling you. I ain't got no money. Mm, what the money? Whatever. What do you want? You see what I'm saying? Like me, me personally, bro. Like any anybody know me. Like my wife would always tell tell me, right? Like my wife was always probably like more with the mindset of Tim and Chelsea, right? So as her, like I'll be sitting up in the crib, nigga. We live in this apartment. We first moved out here when we was teenagers. It was the hood, nigga. We seen niggas getting shot, but bro, once that was my home. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I'm good. I could sleep on this mattress, bro. I'm straight. Like I just I don't give a fuck about shit like that. You feel what I'm you saying? You have to care about it, Casey, but it is important and the reality of it is that you have to place some importance on it because bottom line is uh you live in a world where money drives everything that happens. Oh, uh, well, well, money, well, money drives who you're sitting in the room with. But, I mean, but, well, but, but, put you in situations that will put your kids at a strategic advantage from those that are around them. Right. But, That's but, the bottom line. And right. the bottom line is don't die and say, well, I didn't need a lot. Leave your kids with a bunch of debt, no life insurance, and they struggling to bury you, creating more debt. Change the, change the cycle. No, 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 Get no, some no, life no, insurance. No, 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 Have no, no, something no. to give your children. Right. Build a business that your kids can work in right. and continue to earn wealth in, you know what I'm saying? Right. Build wealth in, continue to earn some type of income right? and create those opportunities where they can grow, where they don't have to go to work and work as hard as you work. Right. Uh, but Chelsea, that the question was, do I fear? It's like, no, nah, I don't fear it. Cause, cause I've been there. That's the question. Right. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I'm not depreciating the value of everything you said, sis. I'm not. Like you're you're absolutely right. I'm not, saying, not saying that saying what you're that saying is not bad. When I saying it's not important, we don't say it does not feel good. I'm just saying that I don't fear the alternative. That's not what drives me because tomorrow, if Casey loses his job and he broke, I'm still Casey. I'm still the same dude. I still have the same value. You know what I'm saying? Why I don't. You still pay your bills. Even if I can't, bro, what I'm not gonna watch TV. I'm good for. Like, we're just saying it's not that we're saying it's not <laughs> important. We're just saying. We're not scared of that. Like, are you, Chelsea, are you scared of getting hit? Hit by what? Like, uh, getting into a fight. <laughs> are you scared of you really? getting into a fight? <laughs> Chelsea was like, hit by who, nigga? What's happening? <laughs> are you scared to get into a fight? No. No, because you've been in a fight before. You know what it's like to get into a fight. But that doesn't mean you have to say that be like, it's value in your words. Because a lot of people are scared what? to get into a fight because they're scared of getting hit. Why they don't he, want to get hit. Why would he use that as Because that's a good example. Like, it is a good no, example. because that's a good example it because is. a lot of people are scared to get into a fight because they're scared of getting hit. But once you've been hit, like, oh, it really ain't nothing. Right. And then and then, and then also, and then also, Chelsea, the reason I think that Ryan's analogy is great is because you could say, hell no, I ain't scared to get hit. But that doesn't mean that you don't see the value in not fighting. Right. You don't want to get hit. 
but you're not scared of getting hit. But I think some of that fear does is right. Like if you're scared of something, your adrenaline starts pumping, right? And just like if the fear of not, you know, not being able to take care of your family, then something ignites in you. Like I gotta hustle. I gotta do whatever I need to do to make sure we straight at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm hungry out here. I'll do whatever to provide for my life. We don't even have kids, but I know a few things about myself. I know I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be poor. I like to do what I want, when I want, go where I want. I like to travel. And so I set us up to be in a position where, hey, even if we don't go to work, okay, it's still some money that's coming in my house today, period. Absolutely. I, I can see what y'all are saying. It's like that fear kind of drives you to fear of not being broke. But to me, it's not a fear of being broke. It's a desire to provide. I don't, I'm not scared to be like, oh my God, like Soraya still, even if we lived at, had to move in with my wife, mama, I'm still daddy. Curse, curse, curse. <laughs> don't nobody want to live with their spouse, mama. <laughs> Nigga, shit. But I don't. But what I'm saying is, I agree with that a million percent. But what I'm saying is, even at the worst, I just, I don't, I don't fear that. But I do want to provide for my family and I do want to have my wife and have my, be able to provide for my family. I do want that. But I'm not scared of being broke. But I've been broke before. It's not that bad. Okay. But, but how hungry are you? I mean, I think this is like really a matter of being selfless. I'm so selfless. I'm so hungry. I'm so, you know, like I would, I would, I won't say I would do anything, but I do a whole lot to place us in a position to do the things that we like to do. We like to travel. Mm-hmm. We, we like to eat out when we want to go out to eat. We like to shop and I like to do those things freely. Absolutely. And so when you sit down and you write in that budget, but, you have to really, you you have to really make some room for those things that you like to do. I agree. I don't ever want to be in a situation, and, and I pride myself on this. I say this all the time. Um, so I have a cousin. I love her to death. This is my girl. But... <laughs> Um, like she'll tell you it's certain things that she can't do or won't do or if her mother tells her something she has to do it because she lives at home with her mom and her mom pays all the bills mm-hmm. it's different for me my mom she she's bossy I love her to death I value her opinion when she tells me something I take it into consideration and I make the final decision because at the end of the day I work every day I pay my own bills and if I just so happen God forbid to lose my job tomorrow I'm set up where we can pay our bills for three to six months and be straight. It shouldn't take more when when you when you have a skill set mm-hmm. and when you're hungry. It shouldn't take more than three to six months to find a job. And you know what? That's exactly why we move out. Just like you said, she in the house. Her <laughs> mama say something. She got to do it because she live at home with her mama. Yeah, people don't be wanting to hear that. They don't make it convenient. It ain't convenient. To yeah, say. <laughs> it's not because you got all these rules. They still treating you like you fifteen. Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. I, I moved back in. You. I moved back in my mom. Back in with my mama, like in my mid twenties, bro. And I was waiting for somebody to make me a plate. And they was like, "Nigga, <laughs> you walk up in that bitch and, and want the TV, nigga? What?" I mm-hmm. I walk up in the house where I pay the bills. I can be like, "Look, nigga, turn it to ESPN, nigga." And then, you know, but mm-hmm. shit, I walked in that bitch with my mama. They was like, shit, nigga. You about to watch the go to your room. You about, you about to watch the young and the restless. But I will I will agree with, with y'all on that. They don't make, Tim said they don't make it convenient. I absolutely agree with that. They don't, because I know if I had to move back home, my mom 
bruh, she'd be treating me like her little bitch. I'll be mm-hmm. her damn secretary. Uh, shit, she had me running errands. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I can't. Well, I can't. It'll be a situation. It'll be some smoke. Remember the, I remember them. You imagine what child say? Got to hand your mama the remote, and you thirty. I got to hand my mama the remote. <laughs> I got to come on my room to hand you the remote, and I'm thirty three years old. You know what I mean? Hand me the remote. Hey, but 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 to talk about eating out, like yo, the the whole broke to having money comparison. For my money, I've been broke, and my mama done made me some hot links and beans that shits on every fancy restaurant I've ever been to. And that meal costs about five dollars. Some poke and beans, camps. If y'all want to know, they camps poke and beans. A can of butter me not biscuits and some of them hot links that come in the clear wrapper with the with the with the pig on the front with that with the. Only- only if you can see the look on my face right now. <laughs> Fuck that. That's good eating right there. I'm telling you. Y'all don't know how to eat. I take that shit. I take that shit over. I take that shit over Ruth Chris 10 times out of 10. My mama's poking beans. Right. Have you been to Ruth Chris? <laughs> no, I take it over Ruth Chris 10 times out of 10. Bruh, you ain't yeah. been to Ruth Chris. You're on your own on that one, bruh. You I know mean, what? it's good eating, but if I had to choose... I've been to quite a few Rupert's, and uh, let me uh, make a recommendation to the one in Virginia Beach. That's probably the best one I've been to. Man. Why? <laughs> Why was it so great? It was the best one I've been to, and I've been to quite a few of them, mm. but um, yeah. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, Masuli. <laughs> Why was that the best? No, fuck that. Why was that the best one? <laughs> I thought we were talking about financial wellness. We are. We're talking about the wellness of why that one was better than all the other ones. <clears throat> okay, so this particular one was the best one because um, the service was amazing. And that's really at every location. The service is usually amazing. Uh-huh. Um, the food, of course, was amazing. Um, the waiter. Now, this, is, this was really my thing. The waiter was, oh my goodness, he was... He smelled she really over nice. Here getting moist and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I'm serious. Uh, yes. He had good conversation. He smelled nice. He was very well groomed. He was a handsome guy. I still remember the conversation. I remember where he worked. Uh, oh what my he did. god! Whoa, 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 whoa! You want to hear what's crazy about that, Casey? She probably don't remember none of the conversations we had. And guess who paid for dinner? Oh hell no! Uh. Well, you know what, Chelsea? You was right. We shouldn't have had that conversation. You know what? Let's talk about <laughs> something else. That, you know what? I, and I've been to other Root Chris locations thereafter, and the experience has just not been the same because he set the bar so high. He was well-groomed. He smelled nice. What are we talking conversation about? Conversation was good. Night? The food was what? amazing. Was uh, my handsome date was amazing. Um, what are we talking about that night? I don't know what we talked about. I do remember <laughs> telling you to make sure that you left him a good tip. Uh, yeah. uh, he got about a fifty dollars tip that night. <laughs> That's the only thing she remembers. Make sure you tip him very well. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me right now. Let me do it. Hey, hey, listen to me, guys. Listen to me, guys. First of all, I feel disrespected that y'all don't think my mama's poke beans and hot links is that good. <laughs> y'all never had I'm sure them. It's y'all never had them, but y'all like nigga shit. Y'all need to try that shit, mama. If you out there, man, cook them up some. Uh, is it the lobster tail involved in that meal? A what? <laughs> a lobster tail? Anybody? Oh my god! See, they stunting on us, man. That's what we talk about with this financial shit, man. Uh, I eat just fine this lobster tail, Casey. Okay, so we don't have time for your hot links. Yeah, you getting bougie on me, man? I'm not bougie. Does this hot link come with a lobster tail? <laughs> That's all I eat. Is the finest. 
My mama hot links was delicious with them poker beans, man. My mama put the butter in them. And, and that shit better than Ruth Chris, though. That shit better than everything on, 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 on the hood. It's better than everything to me. You know what I'm saying? With a pig on the front. Right. And listen, and listen, and listen, and listen. That's why broke niggas, we talked about this before. That's why broke niggas get girls, bro. They got all day. I'm gonna be remember being remember be having no job. You just ain't have no responsibilities. You ain't had nothing else to do. Run around there and text you all day and tell you how fine you is. I'm gonna be here when you get here, baby. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nowhere to go. I ain't got no car to get. I there. don't got to get up in the morning. You do, but I don't. <laughs> I got... Okay, but let me ask you a serious question. <laughs> I got nothing but time. Go ahead. One serious question, and this is kind of back to our topic. You see, I keep bringing it back for uh-huh, you. I bring it back. What is one thing you think you could do, or one way that you think that you could build another stream of income to support your family? Uh, another stream of income, like some more money. So basically, by saying that, you saying some a different kind of money. I definitely listening to you without getting a second job. How can you do that? Like, what's something you could do to bring in some more money for your family? Um, just like you said, invest in in shit. Uh, uh, sell dope. I don't know, man. I really <laughs> after after what you uh-huh. after what you said, definitely I'm gonna look into making some investments and also uh, generate some interest. Um, without getting another job, though, uh, outside of what you said today, I'm pretty lost as to generating any more income. I wouldn't know how to do it. But uh, I definitely wanted to look into start my own business, bro. Like uh, if you tell T, I've always wanted to. I've always had the mind state of like, bro, like this. I would work so much harder if I was working for myself or working for my family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to start my own business. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, having another stream of income coming in, I don't know. I wouldn't know the first thing about it other than, like you said, investing and stuff. So I'm going to give you this nugget and then I'll move the question on to Tim. So first of all, if you do start a business, a lot of people think you have to have some type of money or you got to have something. Just start with the things that you do have. Evaluate your situation, determine what it is that you do have and start from there and see the best thing about starting a business from home. um, And, you know, most people start from home is that um, then once you start that business, you can determine how much taxes you pay. Unfortunately, the middle class or the low class, they pay the bulk of taxes because they like, oh, let me get a job. Oh, let me get a second job. And you pay all these taxes when if you start a business, then you tell Uncle Sam, well, okay, I had this business expense, this business expense. I did this, this, and this all related to my business, took all these classes. Oh, by the way, I got to write off all my lights and gas and stuff because I operated my business out of my house mm. and you end up paying less taxes. So you create a tax advantage. Mm. Okay. Talk but Tim, about it. How do you think that you could create a second stream of income or a third stream? stream of income to support your family strip she can strip i could strip (laughs) (laughs) that's the second job (laughs) temperatures rising go down to the nasty kitty and shake my stuff that that nigga said the nasty kitty Other than investing, like and trying to, you know, making money off the investments that you put money into. 
Um, if, 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 if I could jump, if I could jump in, if I could jump in for Tempest real quick. Tempest. That's not a second job. That's creating a business that you operate oh. from home. You edit all your photos at home. Right. You but your internet, your computer. Exactly. Oh, but, but, but if I could jump in for room as a studio. Right. But Chelsea, if I could jump in for temp, your shoes quietly will probably generate income for you eventually, right? True. True. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I got like, if I, if I decide to sell right now, yeah, I can make. Yeah, you, know, you could actually be broke as a motherfucker with a closet full of shoes. Like, <laughs> nah, fuck that. Not my babies. Not my babies. I'd be like, take the kids. Got to liquidate your assets. Yeah, not my babies. <laughs> liquidate your assets and make the money do what it does. See a temp sitting out there on the goddamn curb with 700 shoes behind it. Like, don't touch none of them, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> What okay? What about you, Mister Lee? What What do you think you could do? Uh, marry a financial. (laughs) (laughs) God is good all the time. That is my answer. Marry a financial consultant that know what she doing with some money. Like here, baby, here's my seventy five dollars. I made. (laughs) (laughs) Handle that, baby. Handle that. Put that with the rest. Here's the seventy-five dollars, baby. I made. Go ahead and slide that. Invest that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like, like everything you was just saying, man. You know, we've sat down and had conversations. We, you know, we got a plan. Like, we want to start businesses. We got a lot of stuff we want to do. Um, you know, but what's something you could do right now? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Stay married, keep you happy. <laughs> this guy. Hey, that's a that's brilliant, right? Because that's a second stream of income. <laughs> hey, hey, right. That's a look. I didn't even think of that, nigga. Getting married, a second stream of income where you don't gotta get another job. <laughs> exactly. Dang. That's a second stream right there. Boom. I ain't had to do nothing but say I do. What if something <laughs> happened to me? Do you know where our investments are? No, because you keep secrets. If <laughs> <laughs> something happened to you, you'll be all right. Uh oh. Like uh oh. Hey, hey, look, hey, look, Tim. Look like somebody rolling on the bus for their wife. Somebody started the bus for their wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't got the keys. Because <laughs> you keep Please. secrets. <laughs> That's how he said it too. <laughs> I ain't Who's got no secret keeper. I ain't got no got secrets. money in places I don't even know about. But you, but you need to know. Well, tell me then. <laughs> I need you need yeah. to know this. Hey, tell right, him, tell him off the show. <laughs> tell him off the show. Don't tell online. Well, look, I got no, some no, money no. in this. Sure. Like, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was a great episode, guys. Wow. I think we learned a lot here today. Uh, I definitely learned a lot. Absolutely. Chelsea, we appreciate you. You are amazing. Um, (laughs) This was incredible. This was probably the most smartest shit. I actually felt like I was in school. She was really giving us all kinds of big words. I'm going to have to listen back because I I was like, shit. You know what I mean? I ain't know you do that much. Um, So you thought my baby was dumb? Kind of. Kind of a little bit. The way you talk about it. (laughs) Oh. The way Ryan talk about uh, uh, Chelsea. See, I told her motherfucking ass the TV go, you know what I mean? But all this time she was super intelligent. Cricket, cricket. All right, so. 
Casey started that bus <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh, cricket, cricket. I would say they're all jokes. They're all jokes. BB, they go to bus. Wait till we have Tierra on. Tierra ain't coming right. on the show. Why? I ain't a lot. I, I, I want to know all about genealogy. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, all the genealogy. What's Casey really like? Right. Like, if you go down to the roots of his family, just where did it come from? Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. She... <laughs> Given the Mike Tyson interview, Casey is manic depressive. <laughs> <laughs> These last few years have been. They've been hell. <laughs> I never know when he's going to snap. <laughs> I just sit there looking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do that one live on IG. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. This has been another episode. In case no chase with a Shirley Temp Twist podcast. Give it up for Chelsea Lee. Whoop, whoop. Woo! She was the greatest. Um. Uh, don't forget, as always, bro, keep reminding y'all because it's dope. Don't forget to follow our homegirl Tempest's Kodak Souls um, YouTube channel. Um, she keeps talking about the dopest sneakers and having another stream of income coming in. And y'all didn't even know that until Chelsea gave y'all some game. Uh, also, follow the Ryan and Case No Chase pod. I mean, Ryan and Case No Chase Instagram page. Follow Ryan at DJ Lilo and follow Casey at Seymour Green 18 on Instagram. We love y'all. This has been another episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.